this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Just one week away from Crown Jewel, and we had a Monday Night Raw that was interesting. Street Profits were in the mix. Rusev is sad, and I gotta be honest with you, getting the smoke is illegal here, you morons. It's a Monday Night Raw after show on AfterBuzz TV, and it starts right now. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Thank you so much, Marie Menino's giving that drop, but right now it's a little bit of Maclish. Oh man, it's the Monday Night Delight, Monday Night Raw. Uh, this is the after show. My name is Hobo Boys. Thank you so much for keep tuning in and keeping me in your life in second screens. I mean, Monday Night Raw is the longest episodic program of all time, and the one after us show, the after show, it's getting up there. We're almost there. We're getting, we're working on it. 2,000 episodes, I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm being joined by the man, the myth, the legend himself. He is the voice of AEW All Elite Wrestling's Dynamite After Show and a certified pen thrower, Jack Farmer. What's up? I'm excited to be here. I only got one pen today. Just one. It's a really big Just one. Just one. It's I'm a, a big I'm one. I'm afraid of that. Though. This one, it's uh, it's 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 the one hit wonder. Oh. I get one throw tonight. Oh damn! I want to give a shout out to everyone out here in the chat. Dylan Matthew, Joseph Boza, Michael Blake. How you doing? And a very very special shout out to Johan Pena. Today was his birthday. Happy birthday, Johan! Yo, shout out to Johan Pena. This guy's amazing. Promotes the show whenever he can. The House of Pena. The House of Pena. I love that one. It's like a little play on words. Yeah. So tonight. Monday Raw, Cleveland, Ohio, Jack Farmer, overall thoughts about today's program. Today it felt like holding pattern central. It feels like we're just waiting until we get through to Crown Jewel. Hot five. Hot ten? A hot five. It's a a (laughs) Cleveland hot five. Wow. I don't even know how to take that. (laughs) For those of you who live in Cleveland, I don't know if you should be offended or not. Yeah, it's... it's, it felt very much like we're just in a holding pattern. Nothing really changed. Nothing really happened. We filled three hours, but nothing really changed. Yeah, there were some bright moments there and things I liked. And, and I will probably get to the nitty-gritty and the mechanics of it all. But this is not an episode, I would say. Monday Raw is back, baby. Uh, I understand that it's 
Well, I will say the genius of this is you can definitely tell today's episode is we're going to do what we do well to make sure that we are not going way off course. But you're right. right. Ultimately, it was a holding pattern. Was it's detriment. It to, to give some credit. What I really did like was we did see a lot of new faces or unseen faces. Yeah, better or worse. Um, you know, we got to see Andrade again. We've got to see Alistair Black in the ring again. We got to see some people who had maybe been neglected before the draft. And so it did make the draft feel like it paid off. Neglected well, sounds like you have a telephone or something. Well, we we do have a telephone. You get a telephone. <laughs> you can call in right now. Yeah. And if you pledge enough, you may even get to see... I don't know. Adopt an undercarder. I love Adopt it. an undercarder. Uh, but Jack Farmer's really on to something later on tonight. You can call into the show at 424-354-8302. Once again, that's 424-354-8302. Phone lines will be open a little later in the show. Call in and let me know what you think. Uh, starting off, Crown Jewel is next week. The hype mm-hmm. train is going. Team Flair, Team Hogan. Uh, I think last Friday on SmackDown, which is another show that we cover here after Buzz TV, there were some uh, personnel issues. On Team Hogan. Yeah. But now that's pretty much been been rectified and remedied. But Team Flair came a little sass. What's up with that, Jack? Yeah, they're clearly trying to make one of them the heels, right? But why? But why? Because, I mean, you, you clearly one's the heels, one's the good guys. It makes it easy to pick a side. I, Flair came out. I'm a huge Flair fan. I love Flair. Jack I'm Farmer always, Drip? I'm always going to have Jack Farmer Drip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and the it felt like he was losing it a little bit tonight. Was it just me? Or did it seem like... He was going off the cuff in not a great way at he times. Definitely feels like someone's aunt, uncle or, or grandpa, you know? Yeah, and so he brings out, obviously, his, his new uh, his final member, uh, to jump ahead, Drew McIntyre. And is it just me also, but it oh, feels like Team Flair's a little overpowered. Well, that's the point. They're overpowered or stacking the deck against uh, Team Hogan, right? I mean, maybe that's that's what they're going for, but if you look at... Both sides. It seems like Team Flair is just stacked with people. And Team Hogan is all smaller guys. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Eyes. It's because he's got Shorty, he's got Ali, uh, yeah. and he's got Roman. That's I, look, a, big, look, a big name. But then you look at, you've got Orton, you've got McIntyre, you've got Corbin. You've got some big, heavy hitters on the other side. Yeah. I, I yeah, I, you know what? This is what's interesting to me. If, if you're going to do Team Hogan versus Team Flair, I didn't mind it as much because, hey, look, it's it's these Saudi Arabia shows are essentially non-canon. Like their results don't really reflect reflect anything. Um, you got to bring Hogan back in the mix. I am on the fence with the whole Hogan situation, but it does seem kind of like I don't know. It kind of makes me go Ew, that Hogan's being rehabilitated as being the guy to root for in this match. Is that fair, or am I just off my rock? We're, we're referring to the out-of-the-ring The out-of-the-ring out Hogan thing, having him being persona non grata, having right. him brought back to the fold, and now he's a face going into Crown Jewel. Do we? Shouldn't we as viewers, though, view him as a character and not what he does outside of the ring? Because some of the things people do outside of the TV show aren't necessarily good, or some of them are good, but they play heels Absolutely. on TV. So is there, a, just hypothetically speaking, mm-hmm. should we as viewers 
put aside the things that they've done. That's a loaded question to ask me personally because I'm a person of color. But I will say this. Here's the situation of of the crowd is reacting to what happened outside of the ring. So you have to address yeah. that. Or at least say, hey, look, maybe we shouldn't put that guy up front. There's a lot of legends out there who could have been... I will watch a Ted DiBiase team. I'm all about that. Right. <laughs> you know, right. I just, just feels weird is, that Hogan's you, up there. Do you think a lot of that is just because Saudi Arabia says we want to cheer for Hulk Hogan? Uh, Hogan is star power, man. He's like a face yeah. of, of the art form to the point where if, if you saw someone who've never seen professional wrestling before in their life and say, give me an impression of a wrestler... It's Hulk Hogan. So it's like, right. I get why he's there. It just, it kind of makes you feel kind of, mm, They do know? drift into Macho Man sometimes. Oh, you do. When they, when they do. <laughs> uh, so I, I just find out where there are team captains, though. Why can't this be like five guys versus five guys? Five guys versus burgers and fries. Why do we need a Hogan and Flair? Uh, it was really my counterpoint to the whole thing. But you're, you just said, star power is very important. It's star power. If, if it was just a random five on five, it would also step on the toes of Survivor Series coming up in, in a few short weeks. And it does it does make it seem more interesting. I guess they're. I think what they should be doing right now is leaning a lot more heavily into the history of Flair and Hogan and why we want to see these guys go at it again. Maybe not personally in the ring, but if it was one of those things where if Flair said, "This is the last time we get to go against each other in any way, shape, or form," and I'm going to come out the winner this time, or yeah. something, put some sort of stakes on it. Yeah. Stakes make matches, and there's no stakes in this. True. If at the end of the match, if you know, if Team Flair wins, we go, "Oh, Team Flair won." Yeah. If Team, if Team Hogan wins, we go, "Oh, Team Hogan won." There's no, there's nothing on. The, so they need, especially with the history. I think they could really do a good job of giving us something to say that. Everything comes down to this. This is the thing we care about because this is the legacy. This is the last you're going to see of us or something along those lines. You don't feel that from the Godsmack theme song they've been playing all day today? The <laughs> Legends <laughs> rise! Uh, we're moving on real quick. Jack Farmer, tell the world, cut a promo how they can listen to this show and other other bus shows. Not that well, AEW show. I don't know about that one. Well, you know, all the shows here on After Buzz are good, including the other wrestling programs like AEW, but... We want to thank you first and foremost for making AfterBuzz TV the ESPN of TV talk. And the thing that you can do to help us out is the comment, like, share, subscribe, five-star reviews, all that good stuff. And we don't just ask you to do that because we're self-centered and want the validation. We do it. I am. Because those are the things that help to grow our company and help to grow the shows. And hey, if we get enough viewers, if we get enough likes, if we get enough comments, if we get enough subscribes, who knows? We might get a bigger budget and we might be able to get some big stars to show up. We might yeah. be able to, to get some big things happening. Yeah. But it rests in your hands. You guys got to do it. So hit us with those five-star reviews and hit us with those comments. Yeah, I just cut promos if we get more money in our club soda budget. I like four cans a day. It's dope. I love the club soda here. You know, if we if we get enough likes, we might be able to get some cereal bars out what? in the green room. I think uh, that could happen. Guys, I'm... you're on a mission. We're going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on, uh, this is one of your favorite storylines currently going is the whole Rusev situation. King's Court, I guess because Miss TV is on Friday nights now. Uh, right. <laughs> Jerry Lawler bringing out Rusev who's looking like somebody's dad uh, saying how do you feel about the fact your wife is sleeping with somebody else and he's saying not cool bro tell me about this yeah it was I got a, a diff, two different characters out of Rusev in this in this interview it seemed like he came out trying to be the everyday guy very I loved how he interrupted the crowd from saying what and saying that was pretty cool like hey he's a, he's a hall of famer you know and everyone quieted down I thought that was a really cool moment but I didn't like how then suddenly he's like Bob Lashley's going to get crushed. Like, yeah. 
and then he goes back to being normal. Like, oh, I love my wife, and I hope we can make it work out. It felt very weird. I wish he had just stayed as a normal person that you can root for instead of going back and forth between this character of Bulgarian brute and normal guy. Before I comment on that, I just want to say, Zeno, out in the chat, I don't hate Godsmack. I'm just saying the song has been played in so many different segments this week and last year at, at the other Crown Jewel event. Now, Flobo bu- constantly says, I stand alone. In <laughs> stand alone! I do that. That's and why to I- retort that, Dang and Q says, Zeno, at least it's not Creed. Oh, yeah. Was With that for Sacrifice? Wide open. The Sacrifice video was dope. <laughs> My sacrifice! Uh, Josh and Boose, hey, what's up, man? And next... What's up, folks? How we doing? Hey, we good. And next up on the 2001 Rock Podcast. <laughs> All the mud, baby. <laughs> so the whole thing about, about the whole Lashley Rusev thing, I'm not a fan. You heard me say it week in, week out. I'm not going to mm-hmm. go into the mechanics of what the, the, the visual optics are. Mm-hmm. When we have these cuckold storylines, the idea is that you want to see the guy who is all Dashley getting beat. But before that, you haven't really given me a reason to think that Lashley was going to win or lose. Like, I don't want to see Rusev crush Lashley necessarily because he's kind of generic. Lashley's been generic his entire career, so he's in a storyline. It's great, but if Rusev wins, it's not going to be like, you beat my boyfriend, I am back to you now. It doesn't work to me. Yeah, I thought some uh, they missed something here I think they could have done that would have been really great. And that was when they were – it was showing Lashley and Lana in the restaurant – and she says, I love you to Bobby Lashley. I think it would have been great if Lashley just was kind of like, oh, I know, babe, or whatever, and like didn't say it back. And, yeah. And then built himself up as being a more of a, a slimy, jerky guy by never saying it back. Good character moment. I no, think I that would have been really cool. Because now it, it, uh, there's actually a part of me that watches this and I think, well, I mean, it's sad that she left you, but she's moved on. Like, why, yeah. why are you in their business now? Get a divorce. It happens. People... <laughs> But it doesn't work out sometimes. That's a WWE spinoff. There's people in like, court cases right. <laughs> right. dealing with stuff. Uh, I think that's ultimately my problem with it. It does feel like, like, she's, like she's in a happier place. And so this guy, which I can relate to, if I was ever cheated on, I'll feel the same way. It's going, well, you can't beat someone into submission. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Well, literally you can, but like not like love submission. Right, yeah. And you, it's, it's very... Because then she says, you know, he listens to me. I always wanted to come here and you never took me. And so that... There was actually part of me that was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of, I mean, you got to, yeah. you got to listen, Rusev. Rusev. Yeah. You got to listen. <laughs> Pro tip from Jack Farmer. But I'm just <laughs> saying in defense of, of married couples and couples, there's always that one place you say you're always going to go to and yeah. it's falls to the cracks. And poor Lashley or poor Rusev got caught because Lashley was like, ah, the one thing you didn't go to. So, yeah, it was, it's, I think it, it does make Lashley seem interesting. I, I'll be honest, he's much more interesting to me. I'm excited about what he can do as a heel now. I think he looked awesome in that suit, by the way. If there was a boudoir, he would go in. Well, I guess he's already in Jim's court. Yeah. But uh, uh, I thought he looked great out there. Uh, but again, I guess I, we haven't really gotten a reason to, to root for Rusev at right. this point. And I think he needs to shave the mustache. Really? Yeah. I think it's, it makes him stick out, though. No, it's it, he makes it, he looks kind of goofy. I think he looks goofy with it. And then how am I supposed to feel bad for him that his wife left? Well, yeah, you look goofy. You wow, mustache. <laughs> Jeez, I'm sorry. I don't, I'm sorry. Anti mustaches. Uh, no, it's 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 very. I just I, you're right. I think you you raise a good point. It's interesting in this feud. It feels like we're supposed to not like it because we don't like what Lashley's doing. But really, I think the reason it's not clicking for me is because I don't really 
care why Rusev's mad at this point. Right. Yeah. Do you think that this feud is why Mike Kanellis isn't on TV anymore? Because that his whole character is kind of crushed by this. Yeah. I, I well, the rumors are swirling that he's asked for his release a second time, and I was saying yeah. that too. I was like, wow, you're having two of these kind of storylines on the same brand. What does that mean for the presentation of Raw? Right. If you want to show right. someone what Raw is, it's hard to say. I think it's a little different uh, because it was more like a emasculating kind of aspect of of this of the Rusev and Lana thing. It's just I found the better man. Whereas right. it was a humiliation aspect to the, the Mike Canellis and Maria Canellis thing. A bit too similar for my taste, only because yeah. these are issues that can't be resolved in the ring. That's my, that's my thing. You're going to have all the storylines you want. As much as we talk about the Bray Wyatt-Seth Rollins feud, they're having a fight next week in right. Saudi Arabia. Is like Rusev going to like put his wife in a headlock? We don't know. We have no idea. Right. Well, I think you can resolve things in one way or another in the ring. I would say if another female manager was to maybe start seeing Rusev, we'd start cheering for them. And then that's when Lana gets jealous and yeah. she wants to go back to Rusev. Rusev says, nope, I'm not interested. And then Lashley's like, well, what are you doing? You're stealing my girlfriend now. She. Okay. Exactly. That's how. That's how you should he talk. He starts doing it in the forties. Right. Uh. I see. <laughs> uh, um, but then you can kind of work things out that way. I think even with with Mike Kanellis, the point is you eventually have to break them up, and then True. he would have to do something beyond that. Yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, I think they're too, they're too similar. I don't think you can have the same. You can't have both of them on the same show. True. Speaking of drastic actions, our main event tonight. So the OC was getting the Street Profits face. The Street Profits were officially signed to Raw last week. They were they were teasing a third man, and it wasn't Hogan. Mm-hmm. It was Kevin Owens. Thoughts about the match. Thoughts about the reveal. And thoughts about the Street Profits on Raw. Well, starting from the beginning, I want to say I thought the promos before this match were great. I, I think AJ Styles is such a good, obnoxious heel. Yeah. He's so good at being annoying and saying kind of stupid put-downs that are silly. Like, they're, they're good put-downs, but they're very heelish. Yeah. Like, as in they're not that good, but they're they're good. Uh, and I thought the Street Profits retort promo, where they were making fun of the things that the OC said were awesome. I said, mothers love us more. True. I thought that was a funny, good play. I think they oversold who the third man is going to be, though. Yeah. Who do you uh, think it was going to be? Well, because whenever you have a mystery person, obviously the imagination goes crazy. Who yeah. could it be? And on you know on Instagram, you're hearing, could it be Booker T, uh, which they alluded to in the... Or Bianca Belair, or to Bianca TK's, Belair. TK's yeah. point. I know, TK, you're out there, Bianca! <laughs> uh, I'm on my own. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, hey, you can't really be together if she's on her own, right? Yeah, but, that's true. But the... So there was this build, and then... When they didn't bring out that person with them when they came out, like, oh, well, this must be a really big reveal. Right. So Kevin Owens, and I love Kevin Owens, and I think a Kevin Owens-AJ style feud is going to be awesome. The man to be the best superstar in the world. Yeah, so you can, like, and I don't want to jump too far ahead with all that, but it just felt flat to me. Like, why did Kevin Owens not come out right away? Why did, that was someone who he should have just come out with them. Right, I think, and that would be like, oh, cool, Kevin Owens is getting involved. Yeah, but, but the, he can do the hot like stunner at everyone, and then be like the the Hellraiser, you know? He could have just been on the outside most of the time. True, you know, maybe not tagged in till the end. Yeah, I mean, I, I I was watching Raw, and I was thinking maybe we might be going on a Moonlight Drive, maybe on a Starship Pain, maybe some yeah. Mundo Impact action, but maybe that didn't happen. Yeah, that would have been a lot more exciting as well. I I think we're all waiting for 
because is are we confirmed that uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Mundo's going to be on TV though? Oh, or? TV and probably not, but he was signed. I don't. It'd be kind of weird if he was like backstage eating like a catering. Right. Well, I mean, he could be like NXT trainer or something. I don't know. Tag team with, with Shorty G. Isn't yeah. he? He seems like one of those guys that does things his own way and doesn't necessarily care about that's, like, that's definitely true um, so I could see him going oh, I just want to be a trainer instead <laughs> you know uh, but uh, in any case and again I love KO I just if you build up to a reveal it's got to be something like jaw dropping especially in these few weeks right after the the Fox debut which I know Raw's not on Fox but you still lump the two together yeah. right after the draft I think we needed something really big and that wasn't big it would have been okay if he came out with them at the beginning. I think, if, right. if, but the fact that we had to wait and they were dragging out longer and longer just made it lackluster. But I love true. Kevin Owens. I think that I think him and AJ are going to have a a great feud, a, a barn burner of a feud, a cracking. No, I was waiting for it. <laughs> a cracking feud. Uh, speaking of a cracking, this match was. One of the best of the night. Not really. Humberto Carrillo and, and Seth Rollins have a match because last week you sat right here and threw all the pens in the world and said, oh my God, Humberto should not be so drafted so high, but they had a match. The Universal Champion said, almost like a bully, actually, said, I'm going to fight yeah. you in the ring right now. Welcome to Raw. Thoughts about that match? Humberto backstage looking like a guy who put on his Halloween costume too early. Wow. And watching wow. a bunch of other people, stumbles into Seth Rollins. Look, man. Gets luckily put in. Stop, stop. He got a shot easier. <laughs> the only easier way to get a title shot yeah. is if your buddy gets his kid beat up by Brock Lesnar. Yeah. The... The... the He's just forgettable. Look, like, man, did you go to did you go to college or did you commute? Did you go to did you go to college? Uh, no. Okay, so I went away to college. You know, whole new world. Went from New York City to like the like the like Florida, small Florida town. Going to college because Flo B with my my afro and my two whiskers. So it was really really cool. Um, I was one of the few <laughs> people that stuck out because I had a different look. I I talked a certain way in my freshman orientation class. There was a guy I won't forget it. His name was Kenneth, but he went by Lane, and he wore a T-shirt and a tie because he said I want to stick out. Poor Umberto was on Raw in the third hour. He says, I'm wearing this flashy costume. And Jack is sitting there going, ah, well, he was gosh going too early. Poor guy. Fantastic talent. Hate the fact the match was set up the way it was because it looked like Seth was being a bully. But mm-hmm. the match was great. I will say he's a great wrestler. And he was a great wrestler before. <laughs> I, I, I know he's, he's just forgettable, though. Tell me if he's not on TV for three weeks, who's going to ask themselves, where's Humberto Carrillo? That's an unfair question, man. Like, Really? Like, He's forgettable. I mean, if you think I mean, about now, it. I mean, he's again, he had great moves. First off, I'm going to give I'm going to give him a shout out. He's his little his little mid rope to top rope, then split leg bounce back thing. His little really cool. His little little his shorty G <laughs> jump. And then also to be fair, one of the best looking moonsaults I've seen in a long time. Yeah. It was up there with a Kurt Angle or an SA Rios moonsault. Wow, SA Rios bonus points. Hey, <laughs> we're cool uh, now. Who knows? <laughs> Sunday night heat, <laughs> TV night heat. Um, so <laughs> we're off the rails. Uh, what rails? The um, so look, I'm not saying he's not a talented, yeah. gifted wrestler. Sure. He's just my my gripe with him at the draft was that he got picked before Corbin, he got picked before Joe, he got picked before Ali. That's what was my problem with him. Yeah. If, if he was like picked in the last round. I'd be like, oh, that's a cool pickup. Yeah. Um, this felt forced to me. It felt like they were justifying the pick. Okay, I agree with that. Uh, 
And I I don't believe we're going to see a lot of him going forward. Tough to say, but I want to I want to pile on or counterpoint it. There was a lot of things about the match I did not like. Yeah. And it's not so much the match itself. The match was great. It was the positioning of it. So the Cleveland audience, and we'll get to this later, had a, a dope match starting off with Ricochet and Drew McIntyre. Yeah. And it seemed that like it was coasting downward the entire time. Mm-hmm. So in the third hour, you bring a brand new superstar that was picked before Corbin and picked before Joe. And almost right. some of these set him up to fail. The crowd didn't know what to do with it. It was like, uh, okay. like yeah. It is a weird vibe for that. So that's the reason I didn't really like it. It should have been like at 9.05 or 9.30. You know. Right, that that that's actually a really good point. I agree with that too because you're right. Most of the matches tonight were very obvious endings. Mm-hmm. They were very you know, again. I don't want to jump around too much, but uh, a lot of the people were in matches where you knew the outcome going in. Much like we knew Seth Rollins was winning tonight. Right. We knew that um, Alistair. We you know we have Alistair Black's match, and we have. Um, uh, I mean, I thought Ricochet and. And McIntyre was pretty straightforward as well, but it just it did feel a little bit like, oh, okay, this guy. And unless you're a person who's been watching 205 and NXT, you probably don't know who Humberto is. Yeah, Dan and Q actually agrees with you. I agree with Jack. Humberto got drafted too high. Yeah, Dan and Q. See. Uh, we, we, we've got the smartest people watching our show. Oh, man, you're going to lay it on pretty thick. By the way, you're going to be my after shows on Wednesday. Uh, just moving on real quick about the whole Cain Velasquez thing. So, Graham Mazzaro comes out and says, hey, man, I really love Cain Velasquez. But then you had Paul Heyman in the mix and Shelton Benjamin. Uh, before I ask your thoughts about the whole angle, did it come across, because I, I know this, but I'm just a nerd, did it come across that Shelton Benjamin tagged with Brock Lesnar back in the day as a Minnesota stretching crew? Or I just implied? And all of us were kind of confused. I absolutely loved this segment. Okay. I actually, I mean, I I know I make fun of, I made fun of the idea of Kane getting a title shot <laughs> because of this, but I actually really loved this segment. I thought uh, Ray came out, he was cutting his promo. I, Heyman's always great. I love Heyman on the mic, even if it's in a pre-recorded video. Uh, but when he started getting fired up and then Mysterio interrupts him, I thought that was awesome. And then, honestly, when Bel- when Shelton comes out at first, there was a little bit like, oh, this is random. Uh, but I, I thought Shelton did a fantastic job of explaining why he came out okay. and explaining the... I used to room with Brock Lesnar. We have a history together. I love it. I love it whenever they bring in history and use that to have him out there for a reason. Right. I love the way he even made fun of the, oh, you know, we pick on your kid, you get a title shot. Well, here, here's a, here's the U.S. title. Here's <laughs> yeah. the IC title. Yeah. I thought that was absolutely phenomenal. I thought that was just, I thought, I think Shelton needs to be on TV more. Is it is it time for like a late Shelton run? Or is it the boat's already shipped? Ship has already sailed. So, cards on the table, I am a huge Shelton Benjamin fan. When, back in the day, he was poised to be my favorite wrestler in wrestling. <gasps> I absolutely think. Gold Sanders Shelton Benjamin? Or Ain't Stop Me Now Shelton Benjamin? Just his whole, he, like, his whole youth. Came out? Okay. His whole youth. Coming in, I because he was so athletic and so good. Um, it was right after Lance Storm retired, gotcha. so I, I needed someone to uh, to be a fan of. Uh, I so I would love to see him get a late push. Yeah. I think he's he's huge. He's athletic, he he's huge. and him on the mic today I thought was great. I thought the mic his mic work was what held him back in the past, but I thought today he did exactly what he needed to do and. 
I would give him my ain't no stopping me now gold star of the night. You just make up things. Don't, don't encourage that. What are you doing? Thank you, Josh in the booth. Uh, speaking of <laughs> things that deserve a gold star, the match tonight came up top. Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre. For a competitive match, like you were saying, I had a an inkling that Drew was going to beat Ricochet here, but I thought the match was pretty cool. Um, it, it almost looked like WWE said, look, we can do this if you give us the time or if you give us opportunity. I know yeah. some angles and things may not be the way you like it, but this is pure wrestling. Yeah, this was this match was definitely match of the night, and I thought it played out perfectly. If Shell, or if uh, if uh, McIntyre had lost, I would say McIntyre's done. Yeah. By the way, if he came out came back and lost, I'd be like, this dude is just done. Write him off TV. But it was perfect because both of them looked strong at the end. Mm-hmm. I, I think. It, it was a great way for Ricochet to take a clean loss, but I don't think anyone looks at Ricochet as a loser after that match. Right. I think he still looks like a rock star. McIntyre came off looking like a rock star. The post-match beatdown was great. These two are awesome. These two should be pushed to the world title scene very quickly. Is it too early to say Ricochet's the face of the Raw brand? As far as like getting new fans involved and, and being on the programs and truck production buses and all that? Yeah, uh, it's um, it's it's too early. I think, um, I think he will be. I think in a year from now he could be. He yeah. very well could be. I think right now the face of it will end up being Kevin Owens. Okay. Uh, I mean, Ro- let's be fair. Rollins is going to be the guy for the next few years. Brother worse, yeah. Whether whether we like it or not, he's he's been anointed. We can tell. But I think. Kevin Owens is going to be the person that most people gravitate towards because he's so good on the microphone, and I uh, I like him as a face. Yeah. I, I I know he's a phenomenal heel. I really buy into him as a face. I've his face also. I think the people who are faces that you really buy into and love are so few and far between. Without sounding corny, like if you can do if you can do a good face, yeah, you got to be face. True, because it's so rare, and I think he's got it. True. Yeah, Kevin Owens has a tremendous upside. I like them better as a face too. As a heel, it's kind of like oh, okay. As a yeah. guy, I like. I will be a change the channel kind of uh, heat, I guess, for me. But now as yeah. a face, I'm totally compelled. Uh, speaking of compelling, uh, El Idolo, Andrade comes El out. El Idolo. <laughs> El Idolo. El Idolo. El Idolo. Okay. For those of us who listen to our Spanish programming, Raw Dispesto Show, <laughs> you guys do. El actually, Idolo. 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 Getting it, getting it. Eat a little. Shout out to Josh in the booth, man. Hey. Uh, he had a match with Singara, which is uh, which is actually one of my favorites. He got kind of lost in the shuffle. I actually like both versions of Singara, but he hasn't been on TV in so long that when he came out to the ring today, they kind of like gave him, they propped him up with the Titus O'Neil. He's into the community, into the people kind of a thing, mm-hmm. uh, which I guess gave it more weight, but it wasn't really, uh, it wasn't unpredictable at all. I mean, Andrade is another level. Singara eats a defeat. Thoughts about having Singara on the match and the match itself. So, what when when I first started when this was happening? So I guess to pull back the curtain, I saw this match twice because we watch it as it's on, and then before we come on, the, the replay is showing. Notes. I was not super excited about Sincara coming back, uh, but then uh, someone who works here at AfterBuzz, Vito, shout out to Vito by the way. Uh, he walks by and he sees it. And he was instantly fascinated with Sincara. He's like, "Oh, who's this guy? He looks cool," and it made me. Sometimes as fans, we have to pull back and stop watching it as the jaded fan that has been watching everything <laughs> and try fans. to remember what else, you know new fans would see. And it made me realize, yeah, Sin Cara is kind of cool looking. 
Yeah. He is he is a cool character. Yeah. So we should probably be seeing him more of him. I think it's cool that he also is giving back to the community. That's always good. And I think WWE should really promote any time wrestlers do that. Yeah, thoughts about Zelina Vega. She's definitely the business manager of Andrade. Uh, she's been shown to get physical these matches. Mm-hmm. Would you put her on the roster as a female talent by herself? Or do you think she's pretty much good where she is right now as being a business manager? Ooh, that's a good question. I will say my favorite spot of the whole show, I think, was when uh, Andrade got hit with the summer, uh, the um, uh, sunset flip power bomb off the rope, and Selena Vega screeched yeah. super loud, and it I, it made me buy into that. Like, oh no, is this gonna be it? Yeah, my she, investment. <laughs> yeah, my investment. My investment. No. Yeah. Uh, so she is so good at that role. Uh, so at the at the moment, I want to say that uh, she should get more opportunity. Yeah. Because whenever someone's doing great, they should get more opportunity. But there is this part of me that's very protective of Andrade because I love Andrade. And, As well. You know, you're a huge. You actually are the one that really turned me on to Andrade. Uh, but he. Uh, so there's this part of you that's a little. Uh, a little protective of him, sure. You know, like because he doesn't get pushed like crazy. So you're like, no, it's working. Like let's let's not mess with it. Don't. Oh, that's fair. You know, so I, I part of me wants her to just stay as the manager, but she's talented, so she should be getting more time. Right. I mean, this is with the Raw Women's Division still kind of in flux. There's a spot for her. I just figured that to your to the point. Like I would rather see as a business manager, I can like get physical if need be, like yeah. get the storyline reason. Or like, oh, we have a match night because I don't like this person. Then just being like a here I am being a manager to a wrestler. You know? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. So speaking of like victories that seem to be very, very lopsided, our, our boy Alistair Black rises from his coffin, I guess, take on Jason Reynolds. I mean, I have money on Reynolds the entire time, man. I had, I bet my entire house on Jason Reynolds coming out with the victory, but he didn't get it. What happened? Shock of the night. Yeah, shock of the shock night. Shock of the night. Keep uh, these pants were on that guy, and right. it wasn't enough. Yeah, he did look like a discounted KO, um, but. Th- I thought that it was interesting because he was clearly enhancement talent, but it was interesting that he actually got some offense in. Yeah. And that he, he actually put up a, a little bit of a fight there, which for some reason actually did make it feel like a more important win for Aleister Black. He needs to get a feud. Yeah. Aleister Black needs a real legitimate feud or storyline or angle or something because his his backstage promos are starting to become just weird and stale. Right. Where he's like, the moonlight of the dark abyss is coming to... Potonite. You know? <laughs> it's it's just like, uh, we need him to have a feud with someone because when he's in a feud, he is so good and his character is outstanding and he's someone, much like the Sin Cara, where you see him and you instantly get a, an opinion of him. And he... I think he's a star. I think he should be pushed super heavily, but he needs... He needs someone to work with. That's my question. Do you have him as a face or a heel? As far as Raw is concerned. Because NXT, you can be whatever you want to be. Right. But on Raw, do you have him as a face or a heel? Face. Really? I think he's a face. Because okay. he's likable. Yeah. Like, you want like you want to see him. He is likable, but his finishing move is a back heel kick to the face. That doesn't seem very, like, good guy kind of move. That seems kind of underhanded. What's a good guy move? You know, like a cool, like, clean slam, you know? Like a <laughs> submission, you know? <laughs> a submission. I'm going to break your ankle. It's cool. <laughs> you know? Like, this one seems like, like a barroom fight. Like, whack! Well, I, I mean, well, the reason that's a good face move is it's it's a it's a pop to kind of move. Okay. Where you hit it out. Those hit it out of nowhere moves make you pop. 
Sure. And that's a good face thing to have. Sorry, Randy Orton. Sorry, Randy. Well, Randy Orton, when he's face, you pop for it. A lot um, of people pop for Randy Orton. Like his, his pose, people pop for all the time. It's it, it's a good pop type move. But he's one of those things like when he comes up, you want to be like, ooh, it's time, <laughs> you know? So I think we want to cheer for him. I, he'll probably all go both ways, but I would rather see him be the guy that takes the fight to someone who you don't like. Right. And makes them regret being a bad guy. I think him going after the OC, for instance, would be awesome. You just hate Gallows, though. I just I would love to see him just kick Gallows. <laughs> no. no feud, just like a whack for no reason. Uh, we're opening the phone lines now, 424-354-8302. That's the number to call. We have questions, comments, concerns. The Hall of Farmer is here. The mayor is here answering your questions. Once again, 424-354-8302. A Raw Tag Team Champions, the Viking Raiders, take on Hawkins and Ryder. Another one of those matches where on paper you're like, there's no way that they're going to win, but there was a backstage promo where Hawkins and Ryder were like, oh, we're going to take opportunities to make the most of them, and it didn't happen. Uh, thoughts about the Viking Raiders being champions? Uh, are we on board? Do we think that they're that dominant? Or maybe the competition level isn't that quite that high? I think the, the Viking Raiders are great. The Viking Raiders are a great tag team, and uh, I had said before I want to see them start facing some real tag teams, and this is what I, what I meant. Now, look, I don't think that Hawkins and Ryder are an amazing team that should have won or anything, but they're not generic jobber tag team. All right, guys, sorry to interrupt. We got a first caller in the booth right now. Caller, what's your name? And tell us where you're from. Uh, Eric from Baltimore. Hey, what's up, man? Eric, what's up? Yo, what's up? Uh, Dude. Dude. uh, I I didn't know Kevin Owens was going to be the third man, but he did. He uh, stunned it. Do you think that's going to be a thing? The Shoe Prophets and Kevin Owens are going to team together? It's a good question. Thanks for your call. Jack, what do you think? Yeah, I think we're going to see some uh, some dust-ups between the six of them. Probably, I think it will probably lead to a more basic feud between the Good Brothers and the Street Profits and AJ and Kevin Owens. Probably with AJ beating the Street Profits in one-on-one matches along the way and Kevin Owens beating the Good Brothers in one-on-one matches. And then, you know, they'll probably come... That's a, it's a great booking situation where you can do yeah. a lot of crisscross booking and right. you have your guys that you know are going to need to win. Like AJ and Kevin Owens will probably beat everyone else, but the other two tag teams will go back and forth. And I think Street Profits will probably get the win overall, and that's a good thing to build them up because the Good Brothers always lose. Yeah, they do. Uh, <laughs> I agree with you. I think that it's not going to be like a hard faction, but definitely that alliance like Crime Time Cena or FTRKO where they can come together for a certain unified challenge. This time it's the OC. Uh, unfortunately, from now, the next couple of weeks, they have to build out the OC to make them a bigger threat to take down. But I, I can see Kevin Owens, especially after hanging with the New Day earlier this year, being able to, yeah. to be the people of the crowd and get high hype as you may be and then you know take on AJ and move on so uh, yeah I appreciate that man thank you for your call yeah alright see ya yep alright thanks uh, my opinion about the, the Viking Raiders Hawkins Ryder match uh, so here's a problem I have with the Raw Tag Division over the past year is that you have people that become champions and then they lose it which is fine and they disappear like level yeah. 1 video game bosses so mm-hmm. you had Hawkins and Ryder which let's be, let's be honest Zack Ryder's logo looks like he DJs on the weekends. It's kind of weird. Right. Uh, but, 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 yeah, who does that? <laughs> uh, but the idea was like, you guys have been TV off TV for so long, you've went back down to being guys I know there's no chance to, whereas you can have you know, have them in the mix and say, hey, you guys could be a formidable opponent. Well, their their tag team win was a pop-a-home crowd situation. And it was great. It was, but it was, 
you know, honestly, I like Hawkins and Ryder. They are lovable losers. All right, guys, we got another caller on the line. Caller, what is your (laughs) name? And tell us where you're from. Hello, yes, it's Lucci from the Big BK. Yeah, Lucci, Brooklyn's in the house. We built the building. How you doing? Brooklyn, baby. What's What's going on, sir? Um... Yes, I think this is one of my questions was like something that's very concerning to me. Mm-hmm. But it's like, who do you see taking the belt away from um, Becky Lynch on the Raw brand uh, besides Charlotte? Because Charlotte, it looks like Charlotte about to get like twenty reigns by now. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, I don't. Um, who do you see taking the belt from Becky Lynch apart from Charlotte on the Raw brand? Yeah, that's a very good question because if you had asked me, the answer would be Charlotte, right? She's a 10-time yeah. champion. But let's take a look quick for those of you who are, are playing at home. The the post-draft Raw Women's roster, Asuka is a good chance to, to be the next one to do it if they want to elevate her as well. But there's Billy Kay, uh, Charlotte Flair, Kyrie Sane, Liv Morgan, uh, Naomi, Natalia, Nia Jax, Peyton Royce, Ruby Riot, who's injured, and Sarah Logan, who is on main event. So it really is going to be a play of either Charlotte or Asuka, but I'm not sure they're going to put Asuka in both divisions. So that's my situation. My choice? What do you think, Jack? So my uh, my prediction would be Ronda Rousey. I think she comes back and uh-huh. takes the title back. Uh, but if I was just picking off of who is on the roster currently, I like to I, I like to pick the one that I think no one's thinking about, and I would pick Liv Morgan. I think she was picked last for a reason. True. And I think it's so that we re- remember her more when she comes out. I think she's going to come out, and I think she'd be pushed heavily. Wow. But the real bet I think is Ronda Rousey taking it back. Mm, interesting probably Ronda I could see Ronda taking it myself what's the second question no I said I said I could see Ronda Rousey taking it like around I hope she comes back around Wrestlemania oh for sure for sure man do you have a second question Uh, no that was it man thank you guys man thank you Luchi oh man thank you so much yeah see Brooklyn is always in the house man you know how it is yeah (laughs) yeah where's my Tacoma Washington people (laughs) they're probably in bed man they have like a kayak trip tomorrow so (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea Uh, so we saw another promo from AOP looking looking like villains that John Wick has to defeat Uh, I'm on board these guys have not been in the ring since their rebranding I'm not really sure what their end game is or what their game is at all but what about this promo and these, these promos have been so compelling, Jack? You know, they're great. They're great. I'm I, they, I'm excited about them. But I had my heart broken recently. By AOP? By Bray Wyatt. Oh. My, and these long, continued promos and building up for a long time. Yeah. And I'm starting to get... That feeling that Evan probably got back when he was starting to get worried about the funhouse, and I'm getting this—we're building up too long. We got to see him. We got—they got to come out. I want to see him wrestle. Like I've—I've I've seen dubs. I, I got to see him get some dubs. And so I'm a little worried. I'm—I'm I'm, now. I've got that feeling. I've—I've I've become the. The, the forlorn, heartbroken. So now I'm, wor- now I'm worried. Well, I think there's a little difference there. Well, Bray Wyatt, it was essentially a mystery. Because before the Funhouse, there were like pictures of Mercy the Buzzard in a box for weeks. And the Funhouse yeah. for weeks and clues to drop off and things backstage were happening. What does this mean to you? But people going in front of a camera saying, I can beat you up, I think has a lot more shelf life than then someone trying to set up this whole world behind it. Then no? explain Alistair Black. 
Because same thing happened. He was sitting in a dark room saying, pick a fight with me, pick a fight with me. Yeah. He had a match with Cesaro, disappeared. Right. And then we wait, wait, wait. He comes back. He beat the abominable Jason Taylor. I think it's Reynolds or something. Reynolds. Uh, Jason Reynolds. But, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Beat Jim Taylor. Um, so, you know, it's, it's very... It's worrisome to me. Like yeah. I think at this point, I'm ready. Let's see him. What are we waiting for? I mean, the, the answer is we're waiting for for Crown Jewel. But let's just let's let's do this. But let's I do think it. a difference than Alistair Black is that the Raw Tag Team Division is kind of thin. So there is a spot for them if they come out there. It isn't like Alistair having the match with Zara on the mid card and then being like, "Well, there's no room for you because we got to push Shorty G." You know what I'm saying? I really think it's a little different there. Well, I'm I, holding out hope. Is what I'm saying. I mean, that's that's good to do. Uh, <laughs> That's good. That's good You're naive, to, little that's man. That's good to do. <laughs> Again, my heart was just broken. Yeah. I'm saddened. I, I, I want to see some. I want to see some action. Break can become champion next week against Saudi Arabia. No chance. There's no way he's going to be that champion. There's no way. He's gonna you know, be. there's no way that match can end. They said. Yeah, which is a, so. I don't know how they're going to fight forever. This is wrestling's position. There's no, where, no way for it to end. Yeah, they, where what actually the stipulation is. There's no way to end this match. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, this this final thoughts about Saudi Arabia and and all that stuff. As we uh, get out of here, wrap it up. Uh, you know, it's it's looking like a typical uh, crown jewel type show. Uh, lots of interesting, fun, poppy kind of names are on this show. I I think. I think if all things aside, it should be actually a good show. I mean, the the people who are on it are going to have good matches, um, but it's not going to matter in the long run. So I don't know if I'm going to be yeah. I always super jazzed to see I it. always do the Saudi shows in their own like category. I would say this is the first one I'm not interested in watching. I will because you know I'm a journalist, I'm a pundit, and I'm a about the craft. Yeah. Uh, but this card here has a lot of questions. I mean, Team Hogan's involved. Uh, Mansoor has been in four or five matches all year, and he has a premier match in his home. And I'm Hogan. pretty sure they were all in Saudi Arabia. And they're all. Yeah. He had like a one NXT match against like Riddick Moss or something. But it was just right. to me, it was the whole thing kind of weird. But you know what? It's still a Thursday afternoon show. You can't go wrong with that. Probably next week we'll have an official preview for Crown Jewel. Jack Farmer, before we get out of here, where can the world find you? if they want to collaborate and how you sell out for other products at any point in time. Yeah, you can find me at jackcfarmer.com. You can also find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. I also do the AEW After Show every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Pacific here on AfterBuzz. You can also follow along the AEW AfterBuzz social media across all social media. It's AEW AfterBuzz. Check us out there as well. That promo was so long, I thought it was a boudoir. And you're still throwing pants, and you lost it behind the couch. I hope you're happy about that. It'll be there forever. <laughs> yep, my name is Lobo <laughs> Boys. You can follow me at Lobo Boys on Twitter, at Flobito on Instagram, and Flobito.com. For those of you who love professional wrestling, but speak Spanish, with Raw, the Spustel Show right here on AfterBuzz TV. Until then, I'll be on Wednesday, NXT, an awesome show on Wednesday. That's not at AEW stuff, but until then, man buzz you later our founder kevin undergaro and me maria menounos would like to thank you for tuning in to after buzz tv remember we're not just the first we're the biggest in the world and we're the only destination for all your favorite tv shows whatever you crave we've got it so go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup buzz you later <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 